0: Hey, Douglas, it's Toddus. How are you? Hey, doing great. Good. I'm on the line with Douglas Boneparth, who's the president of Bonafide Wealth. I asked Douglas on today to talk about a recent post of his entitled, Planning to be Single. Uh, you know, I think in my mind's eye, the stereotypical client of a financial planner is a couple. However, as Douglas points out, uh, an increasing number of Americans are voluntarily single. So, uh, obviously, some of the goals of singles and couples are the same, but some uh, are clearly different. So that that feels like a good place to start. Douglas, how do you see single people approaching financial planning differently than couples?
1: Sure. I see them doing this tentatively. Uh, I think the societal pressures that are still out there from our parents, perhaps our friends that are married, Even our grandparents think those pressures are still real. And what I'm seeing with my older millennial clients is sometimes hitting a roadblock, hitting a roadblock to plan for the future and achieve great things in life, because they're under this notion that they need a significant other to do that, but they don't. And the statistics show us that there is not only a rising share of never married uh, adults in the country, but that the gap between the genders in terms of being never married is actually widening, too. And I think that's a sign of the times. It's 2019. Um, regardless of gender, uh, you're able to go out and earn a living for yourself and save for great things in life like retirement. And by the way, I'm also seeing some really good sides of this. Forget the tentative, uh, the tentative aspect for a second. I'm seeing no better example of people getting over this by opting to be parents without the need of having a spouse or a significant other. So on one hand, I I still see these social norms uh, take place and we work with our clients on that to say, hey, you know, it definitely would be awesome if you did find that special someone, but it's not necessary to live a really fulfilled life.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, I think, uh, you know, you make a really great point in the post talking about how being single is not a free pass to ignore planning for the future. You know, I think, you know, if, you know, singles are oftentimes thought to be, you know, not having the expense of, like you said, of parenthood and things like that and having, uh, you know, disposable income as it were. But like you said, uh, even in that situation, singles need to be uh, cognizant of planning for the future.
1: Absolutely. Nobody gets that pass. And, you know again, the social construct of you, you can't really have this fulfilled life unless you do the stereotypical settling down with another person. And yes, I understand in our DNA, you know, is, is this notion of needing to reproduce. I, I get that. But here we are in today's Age and the reality is, you you can you can have a life for yourself, and it requires um, the same type of planning and forward thinking that goes into planning for couples. Um, financial planning can get you there. Focusing on your goals and saving can get you there. I really want to get out of this uh, framework of well, I'm single. Nothing's really ever going to happen for me. Let let me just take that superfluous vacation that extra trip that other ex- experience and that's coming at the cost of perhaps financial independence and not having to work someday so i think the realities are you know they're they're there for single people just like they are uh, for those who have coupled off.
0: Well, you know, another another thing that I took from your post, which I think is really interesting, and I think, you know, financial planning in general is very much, um, you know, look, it's a very much a relationship between the planner and um, the client, whether that be an individual, whether that be a couple. Um, and obviously, you know, relationship aspects of that are uh, you know, obviously come into play. And it, so, it sounds like this is something that you have uh, may have learned through uh, this uh, learned through experience and maybe through, uh, and, you know, having a few of these conversations that might have been, you know, less than comfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to navigate um, these very sensitive areas. And, and that goes for, for any good planner or advisor having like real Um, detailed and personal conversations with their clients. You know, I think anyone can walk through the numbers and solve retirement scenarios or figure out how much insurance someone needs or allocate a portfolio and so on. But I think the real skill set comes into navigating these inherently uncomfortable areas that are just part of life. And that includes, well, you might be single forever, or, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for your loss, or your husband or wife uh, is going to pass away and how to plan around these very, again, delicate and very emotional areas of financial planning. And this is something as as a kind of representative of your uh, of your gen y you know, advisorship here. This is something that I'm just seeing come up more. I'm 34. Now I've been doing this since 19. I wasn't thinking about this when I was in my twenties. And now I see it as a legitimate planning issue, uh, for many success, you know, has nothing to do with even success or how much money they're making or how much money they have saved. This is really just about, you know, thinking the right way about you, your goals and money.
0: Yeah, I I no, I think that's absolutely right. And I think, you know, there, you know, at the outset I did talk about some of the differences. And I think, you know, couple obviously some of the differences are, you know, when you have couples, some of those couples split uh, you know, some of the responsibility for, you know, for their finances, both both on the earning side and on the investing side. However, when you're single, you are responsible for, you know, one hundred percent of, you know, but not only the you know, the income, but also uh, the investment side as well. Absolutely, it all it all really falls on your shoulders. And and you know something something I wrote about
1: in the blog is you know if you do the planning and you put in the work that's necessary to to really have that solid financial foundation and and the framework for achieving long term goals as a single person, you're going to be that much more equipped to plug into a joint relationship. When now you have to deal with personal finance, not just with yourself, but with your your partner partner, a significant other. So think of that as being proactive toward maybe the planning you'll inevitably do when you find that special someone.
0: Yeah, no, being proactive, I think, is important. That's just a great watchword for anybody, you know, involved in the financial planning process, like you said, whether you be single or part of a couple. You know, the other kind of aspect that I thought of is that, you know, I think, that a lot of people today are uh, may not necessarily um, not be um, uncoupled, but they may be uh, in a relationship where they are uh, not married, but they may be cohabitating and sharing the expenses, maybe owning a house together, sharing some of those expenses. And like you said, you know, having your you know, for lack of a better term, having your stuff together is uh, you know is a pretty attractive feature in a uh, potential partner.
1: Absolutely. I wrote the piece to really not say, hey, it's marriage, it's significant. You know, we were very open with how it is we were phrasing togetherness. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter how it comes. You know, again, 2019, we're only going to evolve more out of social constructs that maybe are more familiar to our parents and grandparents. I think that's a wonderful thing to evolve into. But if that's going to evolve, then the way that we approach personal Finance has to evolve too, and I hope that this is some forward thinking that we can put out there to help other advisors, to help individuals think and plan for helping clients who very well could be planning to be single.
0: No, I think that's that's exactly the reason why I wanted to have you on because I think uh, it made some important points. Um, you know, not for everybody, uh, for both uh, p- clients, potential clients, uh, and for advisors. And so, uh, from that perspective, you know, I thank you for writing that. And uh, did you have any final thoughts before we, uh, you know, before we finish up?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I uh, gave a disclosure in the post that look, I I haven't been single for a very very long time. I don't plan on being single again. But I, I guess I want to give a hat tip everybody out there who's been using you know, the technology to find people. I think the thing I found most surprising is in talking to my friends before writing this is I was always under the impression that having access to, to the technology to find other people would be a huge plus. And ironically, what I've been finding out and learning more and more is It's actually been a headwind. Um, It's maybe made things a little too easy or it hasn't allowed people to um, get to the deeper levels of relationships. I just thought that was really interesting. I wouldn't know. I've never had any of those applications to use before. But uh, again, interesting how, as much as we're evolving here in terms of how we think about relationships and we plan finances around them, uh, here's, a, here's a case where technology might not be helping uh, individuals do something like find that significant other. So um, unrelated, but kind of related.
0: Well, Douglas, I, I appreciate your time and thanks coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Be well. Thanks.